Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for being here. This is a podcast where we talk about everything from love, life, what I'm working through, things that I am learning in my 20s, etc. Um, so if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, share with a friend. Like for those that have been rocking with me for a while, you know that I started, um, I'm about to say my career, but I guess my social media career maybe, um, in YouTube. And the thing that I like about YouTube and doing YouTube videos is that you can get direct feedback. People can like the video, people can comment. And I got a lot of people, you know, send emails or messages, but podcasting is different. Like it's very one-sided. And so you guys hear me and you guys interact with me, but I don't always hear from you guys and get to interact with you guys. So um, the way that I am able to interact with you guys is through ratings, through emails, through messages on Instagram. So if you enjoy this episode or if you've enjoyed any of my episodes in the past, I would just ask for you to like and rate this podcast wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera. And yeah, I'm happy that you're here. You could be anywhere. There's a lot of podcast options out there. So I appreciate you rocking with me here in the shine bright streets. (laughs) How is your heart, sis? So y'all know I like to start every episode off with my favorite question. How is your heart? And I like to ask myself that question because it's... It's just a way for me to check in with myself. Um, It's my favorite question to ask my friends and family and those that are around me because I think it's an easy way to ask somebody how they're really doing instead of just saying, how are you? Because a lot of people lie and they just, it's like a reflex. They say, oh, I'm good. And they don't even stop to think about like, wait, am I? But asking somebody like, how is your heart makes them stop and be like, "Mm, dang, how is my heart? And it's a lot harder to BS that question. So my heart is, um, <laughs> ah, I do this every episode and I just get stunned when I ask myself the question. <laughs> my heart is on the mend. <sighs> and what do I mean by that? So my heart is currently bouncing back from, I'm trying not to be dramatic, but I feel like I had to really, so Sunday was Valentine's Day. And as somebody who is single, and I've talked at length about singleness and dating and all that comes with that. And we're in a pandemic, so that's super fun. Um, I feel like going into Valentine's Day. So I, okay, let me rewind. (laughs) I um, traveled for a friend's birthday um, this past weekend. And yes, I was COVID tested. We were all COVID tested, like, you know, being as safe as possible. But I knew in the back of my mind that Valentine's Day was coming up, but it wasn't something that like I 
mentally prepared for and so for all my single ladies out there you know what I mean by like mentally preparing for Valentine's Day you have to mentally prepare for all of the posts uh just everything this day that's surrounded by the idea of relationships and then having to you know deal with the fact that you're not in one and so usually like I'm really prepared like I I take the time, I'm either off of social media or I take myself out. I do all the things um, to make sure that my heart is okay during this day because it can be um, very emotionally draining if you're not careful and if you don't be mindful and if you're not mindful about guarding your heart. So because I was traveling, I feel like I wasn't really paying attention to how quickly this day was coming up. And luckily, I was traveling for most of the day, but there were still moments of like that feeling of like, wow, this is a day for lovers and I'm not in love. Um, And so I felt my heart, I felt the ups and downs of like, oh my goodness, like this sucks. And we're still in a pandemic and I felt myself trying to get very negative. And so I allowed myself to feel the feelings um, because I'm not about rushing myself through what I'm feeling. So I was like, okay, what are we feeling? Why are we feeling it? And I just allowed myself to feel it. A couple tears were shed. It's totally fine. This is me being super transparent with you guys. And I went back to gratefulness and I went back to Brie, what are the things that we can be grateful for in this season? And one of my friends, uh, this is a very small thing, but it made me laugh. A couple of days for Valentine's Day, she had posted for all the single ladies. Shout out to my friend, um, Kim, KP Sparks on the gram. Um, She basically said like some of the benefits of being single on Valentine's Day is like, you don't got to share nothing. Like your stuff is your stuff. And I was like, you know what? That is a small thing that I can be grateful for. And I just kept finding small things and small moments to be grateful. You know, thank you, God, for my health. Thank you for a roof over my head. Thank you for a super loving dog. And I just kept repeating the things over and over that I was thankful for. Because when you fall into hopelessness and discontentment, like that's a hard ditch to get yourself out of. And I've been there. And so for me, gratefulness is the best weapon against that. So when I say my heart is on the mend, it's like, having to bring myself back from that low. Um, and it wasn't a extreme low, but it was like a dip. Like, you know, if you're on a plane, there's a little bit of turbulence and you're like, oh shoot, I wasn't expecting that because I didn't have the time to prayer. I mean, <laughs> prepare. Lord Jesus, help me with my words today. Because I did not have the time to prepare and guard my heart. I felt like it was a little bit turbulent on Sunday, but I'm okay. Um, and so to any of my single ladies out there that if y'all can feel me, like I saw a lot of friends like celebrating Valentine's Day and doing all these things. One of my girls took herself to the spa and did all the things. And I was like, yes, I just totally forgot to do that stuff this year because I was traveling. But yes. But at the end of the day, I think that it's important that we be honest with ourselves about our feelings and not to just paint a smile on if that's really not how we feel. And I'm not saying go rain on people's parades. But be honest with God. And I had to tell him like, yo, like I didn't even have the words. I was just like, you know, I'm crying. Like you literally can read all of the words that are in this tear that's falling down my cheek that I don't have the words to say. And so I just pray for strength. Just remind me that you see me and that I'm still loved. And I just pray against the enemy trying to make me feel like 
I'm by myself in this world because the fact of the matter is that I'm not. Um, but sometimes it's a fight to remind myself that. So if you are single, single and listening to this and you can relate, um, I just send you my love and my and hugs and prayers for comfort. And I hope that you are doing what you need to um, to just make sure that your heart is okay, even if that's crying out to God and telling him that, you know what, this single life and a pandemic is for the birds and you would no longer like to be a bird. <laughs> um, but yeah, so sending you love and hugs and prayers for comfort. Um, but now it's time for you to check in with how your heart is. Again, like how are you feeling coming off of Valentine's Day? Maybe you're in a relationship and you're super happy. That's awesome. Um, How are you feeling Um, if you're single and you're like, "Mm, yeah, I don't know about that, God. Like be honest with us. Be honest with yourself about that and just check in and say, yo, how is my heart doing? So it's time to check in, sis. How's your heart? All right, let's jump right into this week's episode. I'm super excited to talk about how I want to define my 20s. So if you've been listening to this podcast or following me for any bit of time, you might know that I'm a pretty self-reflective person, clearly, for having a whole How Is Your Heart segment in my podcast. I like to reflect on how I'm doing and how I'm feeling. So basically, somewhere at the end of last year, I had this realization that your girl is in her whole late 20s. Like I'm a full 27 years old. Like I'm not mid 20s. I'm not early 20s. I'm late (laughs) three years until 30. And honestly, it still shocks me sometimes when I say that out loud because in my head, I'm still like 23, 24. And so when I say out loud that I'm three years away from 30, I'm like, what? Are we serious? (laughs) But basically at the end of last year, I realized like, yo, Sis, we only have three years left in our 20s. Well, two years and eight months, if we're being technical. (laughs) But 30 is right around the corner, y'all. And it feels unreal, like I said. But with this realization that 30 is knocking on my front door and my back door and the side windows (laughs) and all of that, I took some time to think about, like, up until this point, how would I define my 20s? Like, I'm almost out of them. I've spent seven years here. How would I define them? How have I spent them? Have I spent them wisely? Am I content with how I've spent them thus far? And I've also asked myself within the last three years that I have left in my 20s, is there something specific that I want to incorporate more of in my life to maybe change how I've defined my 20s so far? So how would I define my 20s so far? I like to do, again, these self-reflective exercises. So I said, Brie, if you could pick three words that come to mind when you think of your 20s, what are they? And I said back to myself, (laughs) the three words that I would pick are ambitious, responsible, slash cautious, and determined and focused. Yes, I know it's five words, but anyways, there's a couple slashes in there. So (laughs) those are my top three. So let me like explain each one of these. So Basically, since I turned 20, like your girl has been grinding. At 20 years old, I was still an undergrad, but I like, I did so much. I had so many leadership responsibilities on campus. 
I was president of this, vice president of that, queen of that, like so many different things that just ate up so much of my time. But I was always like looking for the next thing. I was always running for the next position, um, chasing the next thing. And also like on top of that, so not only was I super busy during the school year at school, but every summer um, from sophomore year on, I had a summer internship. And both of those internships were in different states, which I was like, had to move to different states and like low-key pay bills and all that stuff. So that required me to adult early, I feel like. So in those, my internships were in St. Louis and Indiana. And I love the internship in St. Louis, Indiana. Y'all know how I feel about Indy. (laughs) Um, But anyways, so after like grinding while I was an undergrad, then I graduated and I went straight into the workforce. I think I I graduated like May 8th and I started my job like maybe like May 31st or June 1st or something like that. And I remember like when I came onto my team, I was the youngest person on my team and I'm in sales. So I felt like a lot of people didn't take me seriously because I was super young and I had to go basically above and beyond to prove myself. And I work with doctors and I remember doctors saying like, you know, oh, I have textbooks older than you and things like that. Um, and so I just feel like I felt like I had to grind and grind and grind. And that's what I did. And so within my first 18 months of my job, I got promoted early. I won rookie of the year, which was a super big deal to me. And it was something that I was like setting out to do. Then within a year, I was promoted again. So two promotions in less than three years. And I was actually, it was a little over two years. Um, And so I was tapped on the shoulder again for a career opportunity outside of sales. And this was something that I was working so hard to. So again, like me just grinding, grinding, being super ambitious, wanting to climb climb the ladder. And so I packed up my life, moved to Indiana, which again, we have already talked about that experience in earlier episodes, but I grinded again in that first role that I got. And I hated that role, but I told myself, hey, this is just a stepping stone to your dream job, which was a different marketing role. And I said, listen, when we get there, all of our hard work will have been worth it. It was not worth it. Spoiler <laughs> spoiler alert. But so that's me grinding in my career. And then whole time I'm managing my coins, trying to pay down my debt as quickly as possible. So that meant saying no to a lot of things. That meant getting the cheaper, less fancy apartment further away from downtown to cut on expenses. You know, the responsible stuff. I even got a second job, y'all. Like I literally went to work from nine to five and then rushed home took my dog Lincoln out to use the bathroom, take a quick walk, would heat up some food very quickly. Then I would go to the mall where I worked. I worked at Loft, which I actually really love that store. Um, But I worked there from 5.30 to 9.30. So I literally worked 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. for months. And when I say months, it was like maybe four months, but still, it still, there was a time where I was literally juggling, juggling. Lord have mercy. Y'all just gonna, we just gonna roll through these, okay? But where I was juggling two jobs. So again, just doing so much. And then I got another promotion at work and I finally got that job, that marketing job that I thought was going to be my dream job. And again, this was supposed to be the job that was going to make all the grinding feel worth it. Well, guess what? I hated that job even more than the job before that. Now, granted, I like the people on that team better. So if any of my coworkers are listening, I love y'all. 
I could have slapped anyone on the other team, but I loved everybody on the second team, even though I didn't love that job. Anyways, whole time I'm in Indiana. So at this point, I was in Indy from 24 to 26. And so whole time I'm there chasing this butt job. <laughs> um, that led me to miss a lot of things in my family and friends' lives. Like I miss weddings, birthdays, concerts, bachelorette parties, baby showers, babies being born, like all of these important events that I couldn't just pack up a car and drive 13 hours halfway across America. Like, okay, maybe it's not exactly halfway across America, but the dramatics make it sound a little better. (laughs) But after months of plotting, I ended up finding another job with another company back in New Jersey making significantly more money, which again, felt like a whole other promotion. So this is like five promotions in what, like six years. And so it feels like I literally chased a promotion or something career-wise every single year. So I get back to New Jersey in January of 2020, and what happens? Two months later, the whole world shuts down, and this whole move was supposed to be about me getting back and closer to family and friends and being there for the small moments and being with the people that I love, and I got robbed of that again. Like I got robbed of all that, not getting to spend time with friends for their birthdays or weddings, random girls night, like all that was taken from me. And now granted, it was taken from everybody this time, but still. And so as I look back on what I have to show for my 20s so far, I have a whole heck of a lot of career advancement. I paid off debt, but also I feel like I have a slightly burnt out Brianna. (laughs) And like, Not for nothing, but that's not the story that I want to tell my kids when they ask me how I spent my 20s. Like, sure, the words ambitious, responsible, determined, like those are cool words. But when I surveyed my friends and I asked them like, hey, because I have, I I just, I have a lot of people in my life that are older than me. I just appreciate maturity and wise folks. So I always gravitate towards the older folks. And I asked a bunch of them, like if they had to pick three words to define their 20s. So basically I asked them to do the same exercise that I did, like pick three words that define your 20s. And literally all of them, and I maybe asked like eight, maybe like eight different people, all of them had the word fun in their top three words. (laughs) And I just had this light bulb moment that I want to spend the last three years in my 20s prioritizing fun in my life because I want to look back and say, wow, my 20s were super fun. And right now I can't say the word fun. I can say they were ambitious and I learned a lot and I was super determined, which I was, And don't get me wrong, I do not regret how I've spent the first seven years of my 20s. Like, I'm grateful that I did so much career-wise. I'm grateful that I got the exposure that I did, that I packed up and moved to two new states twice. Like, I'm super proud of myself. And I'm grateful that I've learned how to navigate corporate America and that I've been super fearless in my pursuit of what I want in my career. But now, baby girl, like your girl wants to fearlessly pursue the things that make me happy. That's it. That's the tweet. Like that is what my focus is, is pursuing a life 
that I love. At the beginning of this year, I listened to a podcast, which I'll link in the show notes. The podcast is called The Sunday Jumpstart. And the episode I listened to was called Falling Deeply and Madly in Love with Your Own Damn Life. And I was like, that is it. That is the goal for 2021. Falling in love with my freaking life. <laughs> like how many of us can say that we love our lives? I don't know many. Like maybe you can say you love one or two aspects of your life. Like I know that I do. But if you ask yourself, like, am I deeply and madly in love with the life that I am living? Your answer might be no. I know for me, the answer was no. (laughs) And it's not because of a lack of reasons to be in love with it. Like, I think it's because of a lack of perspective. And so I've asked myself, when I make a decision, I've, I, I typically ask myself like a million questions before making that decision. But usually, does this make me happy is not a question that I ask myself. Like when I moved to Indiana, when I moved to St. Louis, when I moved to New Jersey, when I took all these different jobs, the question that I asked myself was not, does this make me happy? That wasn't even like in my, I, I didn't even ask myself that question at all. It wasn't even like the top three. It just was not even a thought. And I remember one time, and I didn't plan on sharing this, but we're here now. (laughs) I remember one time I was uh, talking to my therapist about um, a past relationship, somebody that I was dating. And I was telling her how there was this guy. So I was dating this guy and we broke up and there was this friend of mine who knew that we were together and he had kind of asked me. and. I use the word friend lightly. He was actually more of an acquaintance. So he had asked me about like, oh, you know, why did you guys break up? And I was giving him like the politically correct answer because again, he was an acquaintance. So I didn't need him having like all the tea of why we broke up. But I was just like, oh, you know, it just wasn't the right time. We were growing apart, going separate ways, like all the super cliche things that you say when you don't really want the person to know what happened. And so he's listening to me kind of give this little bit of a BS answer. And he goes, wait, that doesn't make sense, Brianna. He was like, for you to break up with somebody like that quickly or that abruptly, it must be because you weren't happy. And I like went to start to like say something, like almost to be like, no, I, and then I was like, hmm. I was like, oh, shoot. I don't, I I don't think I was happy (laughs) with this person. Like it was like very, like a shocking moment (laughs) for me. And I remember telling my therapist that, and I was like, why did it take so long for me to realize that I was not happy in that relationship? And by the time this person said this, like me and this person had stopped dating, like maybe for for three or four months before that. So it had been a while. (laughs) And so I asked my therapist, I said, why did it take me so long to realize that I was not happy in that relationship? And she said, it's because you don't have enough experiences with happiness. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, excuse me, did you call my whole life depressing? (laughs) And it isn't to say like, and my life is not right. But what she was saying is like, you have not prioritized happiness. Like that has not been one of the things you've made important. And so you didn't even realize that you were in this situation for so long that did not bring you happiness and joy because that was not a priority for you. And quite frankly, you haven't had enough experiences with happiness. So another example of how therapists can ruin your lives in the best way. (laughs) But it was necessary. Like I needed to hear that. 
and again, this isn't to say that I will live a life where I don't do things that I don't love, like washing dishes or taking out trash, but dog on it, I am avidly pursuing the things in my life that I love and that bring me joy and that help me experience happiness. And this is not just for the last three years of my 20s. This is a lesson for the rest of my life, which hopefully is longer than the next three years, sweet baby Jesus. (laughs) But yes, like I want to purposely pursue happiness and a life that I love. So I'm sure you're like, okay, but what does having more fun and living life, what does that look like in a pandemic? (laughs) Well, I'm glad you asked (laughs) for me living a life that I love looks like incorporating a lot more mindfulness into my life. It looks like paying attention to when I'm really enjoying something. Like in order to fall in love with my life, I have to actually pay attention to the things that I love. And in some cases, that means rediscovering things that I love. In other cases, that means finding out new things and learning that I love them or realizing that I love things. Um, for example, like at the, or remembering the things that I loved. So at the beginning of quarantine, I did a puzzle because there was nothing else to do. I had watched all the Netflix, all the Hulus, everything. And I sat down and did a puzzle for like the first time that that I can remember. And it was such an enjoyable experience. And I forgot that like, I really, really loved putting puzzles together as a kid. It was like something that I really enjoyed doing. And so I thought, Brianna, if this is something that you love to do, why don't you do it in your adulthood? Like, why don't you actually go buy a puzzle and make time to do it? And so now I have these puzzle and wine nights with jazz and R&B music playing in the background. Now, granted, the wine sometimes makes it a little hard to put the puzzle together and fit the pieces in the right spot, but that's fine. Like, I absolutely love my wine and puzzle nights. Also, watching Queen's Gambit on Netflix reminded me that, like, I really love playing chess. Again, that was something I did as a kid. I really enjoyed it. And so what have I been doing? I've been whooping some tail in chess again, y'all, and it has been glorious. Falling in love with my life also means eating slowly and actually paying attention to the kinds of food that I really enjoy. Because for me, for the longest time, and maybe some of you guys can relate, but I used to always say like, oh, I just eat food for sustenance, like not necessarily enjoyment. I always said like, I'm far from a foodie. And usually I just eat anything. Like I'm not a picky eater. I eat whatever it is, even if it's not that great. Whereas, you know, some people will turn their nose up and be like, oh, I can't eat this. Like, I'm like, whatever. It is what it is. Food is food. But no more, baby. Like, no more. Not that I'm trying to be a picky eater, but I want to pay attention to the foods that I actually like and enjoy. Like, what spices do I enjoy? What smells and textures and all that stuff do I enjoy? And to actually eat those things. And this might be a little deep, but hey, that's to be expected after 2020. (laughs) But like... I have one life to live. You have one life to live. And in it, you will experience everything you will ever experience. Like we don't get to do this thing twice. I don't believe in reincarnation. I don't know if you do, but as far as my belief system, we don't get to do this twice, y'all. So you know what? Yes, I want to find the restaurant with the best calamari in New Jersey or the pizza place with the best cream soda because 
I'm unsure if we're going to be able to have stomachs and mouths and stuff in heaven or if cream soda will be present. So guess what? Your girl is going to fill up while she is here. You feel me? (laughs) But falling in love with life also looks like talking to myself kindly. It looks like giving myself grace to just live my life and free myself from this idea that I have to do life perfectly. Perfection is the enemy of progress. I'm sure you guys have all heard that, but guess what? Perfection is the enemy of fun. (laughs) And I don't want to look back and say my 20s or my life for that matter was perfect. Like who wants to say that? I don't. I want to look back and say, you know what? I tried new things. I had fun. I said yes more times than I said no. I experienced amazing new things. And yes, I learned new lessons. And maybe not all the lessons were great, but I want to look back and say that I lived a fun and whole life, not a perfect one. Having fun for me meant hiring a virtual Spanish tutor because I've always wanted to learn and be fluent in Spanish. So it meant pursuing that and saying like, hey, what the heck? We're in quarantine. Why not hire a tutor to teach me Spanish? Like, again, I am just so inspired to pursue a life that brings me joy. And I think as a Christian, I struggled with if that was okay. Like, am I allowed to pursue a life that makes me happy? Like, should I even want to? Is that self-serving or very self-centered or selfish of me? And in literally praying and saying those words to God, like literally, I was like, God, is it is it okay for me to pursue a life of joy? Like, is that is that what I'm supposed to be doing? And I felt like God was like, girl, like what would make you think that I want you to live a miserable life? Like, And again, he doesn't promise a life without hardship. And I I don't think he wants us to live a self-centered life. Like obviously the goal is to be rooted and grounded in him because he is where the truest joy and happiness can be found. But I think it's okay to pursue some of the things that make you happy in life. Assuming that it's not sin, just got to put that out there because don't want y'all to take my words and run with them. So in conclusion, if you are looking for me in 2021, you can find me falling madly in love with my life. (laughs) You can find me building puzzles, exploring new music. Y'all, I just got Spotify and Apple Music. I was living in the Stone Ages um, and I was buying all my music or listening to it on YouTube with ads. But now that I'm debt free, your girl has treated herself to some streaming services and it has been wonderful. I have fallen in love with so many new artists re-fallen in love with old artists like it's been amazing you can find me all up in the new music scene you can also find me eating slowly and trying new things and continuing to push myself out of my comfort zone every day you can find me giving myself a whole heck of a lot of grace and cheering myself on along the way and i hope to find you doing the same for yourself friend Life is too short to spend it focusing on the things that we don't have or focus or to spend it unhappy. And I'm not promising you a life full of wonderful things that will always happen and not saying that bad things won't happen, but let's prioritize falling in love with our lives. Let's figure out what that means. Let's reconnect with the things that we love and allow God to just pour into us and 
yeah, let's make after a hard behind 2020, let's make 2021 a great year. Not because, you know, things aren't happening externally. Like, I mean, the world still might continue to be shut down. But guess what? You're going to find me in this house with my R&B jazz music playing, building a puzzle with my Spanish, uh, my senorita teaching me Espanol, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope this episode was helpful for someone. I hope you feel inspired to pursue the things that you love and falling deeply and madly in love with your life. I am going to link that podcast episode that I mentioned to you guys earlier because it was just that good. Um, But until next episode, I hope you find a reason to shine bright on purpose. Bye guys.